An Italian Study, the podcast. An essay version of this podcast is available on utopiaitalia.substack.com. Subscribe to keep getting updates and paid subscribe for some extra funky content. Utopia, an Italian study, is a somewhat futile attempt to make sense of life in Italy by pinning seemingly bizarre happenings down like butterflies for observation and further study. No butterflies were harmed in the making of this podcast. Hey, it's Ashlyn. Uh, Just wanted to give you a heads up to stay tuned after this essay recording if you want to hear an excerpt from this week's paid subscriber content, Utopia Unfiltered Cafe. (laughs) So it's all about coffee in Italy. You get to hear me uh, kind of rant and ramble and chit chat and freestyle all about the subject of coffee under the influence of uh, one one or two little drinks. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, I hope you enjoy this next installment. This is Arrival, or Business Cards, Part 2 of 3. The rest of the bus ride passed without incident, and we arrived at the Express Green Long-Term Car Park. I was idly wondering if green was the default nomenclature for things in Ireland, the name of some long-dead war hero, or referred to a complicated color-based naming system for the various car parks I assume were speckled around the airport, when the brand new rapid COVID testing station appeared before us. For something that had only been mandated the day before, it was actually fairly impressive. Near the end of the huge lot where we were paused, a large temporary testing station had been set up. The linked pods like Legos cobbled together with a large ramp leading into the structure. That must be the walk-in station, which at the moment was completely empty aside from a few errant passengers peering into the dark windows. On the opposite end of the parking lot, huge lanes were set up with big, billowing, white drive through tents at the end of each of them, wherein tables of testing equipment had been set up along the sides of each tent. There were already a number of cars lined up, the vibe of which was decidedly impatient, like horses trapped behind bars before a race. There were only, however, a couple of humans dressed in what can only be described as post-apocalyptic science fiction wear, head-to-toe white scrubs, masks, face shields, gloves, even covers on their feet. This didn't worry me, however. It was only just about 10.30 when the testing facility was scheduled to open. What did worry me was the fact that there was no obvious way that the bus could successfully drive through the testing tent without taking it with us. In fact, There didn't seem to be a way for the bus to even approach the tents at all, the whole car park having been designed with narrow lanes explicitly for smaller vehicles, with a decided prejudice against anything larger than the sprinter van that I had thought I had ordered. We waited a few minutes on the sidelines before a person came running up to the bus. Not a doctor, but a lackey of some sort. She was a bit frazzled behind her mask and told the driver he couldn't park there. I'm not trying to park, he said. I have people who need testing here. I booked for 10.30, I said helpfully, holding my phone up into her face. I don't, I don't think the bus can fit through our drive-thru, she said, ignoring the phone. I could hear the frown in her voice. Certainly not, the driver scoffed. Could we do the walk-in clinic instead, I asked. It doesn't open until 11, she replied. That's a little late. Look, I know it's not ideal, but we have to get these tests done or else we'll miss our flight, I appealed with a touch of urgency. It was already 10.35 at this point, and only one of the lines of cars had even started moving. I understand, she said. Look, I, um, you'll go after that car, okay? Just wait here, and someone will collect you when it's your turn. 
I squinted at the car she was pointing at in the distance, a dark SUV that felt out of place in a country that mostly dealt in compact sedans. Got it. Thank you, I said cheerfully. As the minutes slipped by, so did my cheer. Only two lanes of the drive through COVID tests were open, but I watched that SUV like a hawk, as though my nervous energy could affect the process. On the periphery of my vision, more and more people began milling about in the walk-in testing center. By the time 11.05 hit and the SUV was next in line, I was beyond nervous and full-blown concerned. Why isn't anyone coming to get us? The SUV is next and we're after it, I fretted. I'm sure it'll be fine, Adam said soothingly. It's already after 11. I'm going to go ask someone, I said, already putting my coat on. I am so sorry, I added to the driver, who hadn't said a word of complaint despite the long wait. As I made my way in the chilly Irish wind towards the car testing site, another administrator rushed up in a flurry, glasses foggy from his breath under the mask. What are you doing? You can't get out of your car, he said in panicked tones. I'm in that bus over there, I pointed, and your colleague said we could go after that SUV, only no one has come for us. I'm booked for 1030, you see. You can't go through the drive-thru on foot, he protested. I was starting to feel frustration bubble up inside of me, but I knew it wouldn't help, so I tried to remain as calm as possible. It's not our fault the drive-thru can't accommodate our vehicle. I don't know why the rental company sent a bus, but I I guess that doesn't matter. Look, we just need to get tested. We'll wear our masks or buy face shields or whatever you want, but we're really late at this point and I'm worried we're going to miss our flight. Just, okay, just give me a minute, he stammered, clutching his clipboard and ran back to the big tents. A few minutes later, he returned. You'll have to go to the walk-in clinic. I clutched my hands together in frustration. Can you at least get us to the front of the line? We've been waiting in this bus a half an hour because your colleague told us our reservation would be honored. We could have been waiting in the queue for the walk-in clinic this whole time if we knew it was going to be this late. There's nothing I can do, but it shouldn't be long, he said, as flustered as I was. Everything is delayed today. Your flight will probably be delayed anyway. I pursed my lips and just said, thank you in the least bitter tones I could manage. It was a brave new world for everyone, but I always hated this kind of chaos. Back on the bus, I dreaded asking the driver to wait with our bags and cats, but he only smiled and nodded, so Adam and I bundled up to go take our chances at the walk-in rapid clinic. Once we made it, the chaos was as evident inside as outside. A man on the phone, trying to get a hold of some fraudulent company who had taken his money for the rapid test he was being asked to pay for again here. A couple, with a flight in an hour, who had been forced to come here after waiting two hours to check in, only to be apprised of the new regulations. A woman who had already missed her scheduled flight because the testing center opened after her original flight time. As we ourselves were tested, the man administering the test told us some more horror stories. One woman he'd just spoken with, he said, had gone to all the trouble to be tested in an early morning pharmacy, but missed her flight anyway due to all the chaos and security. Now, she would have to bide her time for two hours in the lot to get retested later since her earlier results would no longer be valid for the later flight. These stories were worrisome, yet also helped me feel a little better about our absurd situation. If nothing else, we weren't alone. Still, as we made our way back to the bus and were finally on our way to the terminal, I texted our Dublin Airbnb landlord, inquiring about the availability of our flat in case the day turned into complete disaster another contingency plan. Our bags and cats neatly lined up on the terminal curb. I whispered to Adam for whatever cash he had as he left to get us carts. After such an eventful morning, I felt kind of attached to our driver and was sad to see him go. 
Thank you, I said as I awkwardly pressed 50 euros into his hand. I know the company policy is to only wait 40 minutes. I just, I don't know what we would have done without you. In my limited experience of older Irish men, such sincerity out of the context of song or drink only elicited protests and brush-offs, and our driver was no different. His smile warmed my heart a little bit, though. We didn't have a lot of spare money, but he'd mentioned the lack of business of the last year enough that I hope it made some small difference. Don't forget to subscribe at utopiaitalia.substack.com. That's U-T-O-P-I-A-I-T-A-L-I-A dot substack dot com. Thanks for listening. Because the way espresso is extracted here tends to be really intense and extremely bitter. So it kind of is part of the drink to add like the, the like equivalent weight in sugar into your espresso. <laughs> I would never have put sugar in espresso before, but I do now. And it's great. It's really tasty. And then you just, you know, you suck it back and there you go. Bob's your uncle. You're on your way. But this is very important. You cannot, you cannot have a cappuccino after like 11 a.m. All right. Thank you for listening. That was an excerpt from Utopia Unfiltered, an episode about cafe. Utopia Unfiltered is for paid subscribers only, uh, but I do try to keep my costs low. Uh, it's $5.99 a month to get the full Utopia and Italian study experience. It's $5.99 a month. That is the cost of like one fancy craft beer per month, which I don't know, like, I don't think it's that crazy. But anyway, as you can see, Utopia Unfiltered is a totally different vibe from the essays and the essay podcasts that I provide for you guys. So if that kind of thing is your cup of tea, I really hope you'll join us over there. Um, thank you for listening. And sorry about the weird background noise now in this insert. Uh, my cat refuses to leave my side right now. So he's actually in the vocal booth with me. Anyway, as ever, thank you so much for joining me on this journey and listening. And I will catch you next time. Thank you.